live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because, oh god, I freaking hate the great god Murphy right now. You guys have no idea. You really don't. You, you've, you've got no idea right now. And trust me when I say the great god Murphy has gone ahead and reared his ugly head this week. And there's not a damn thing I can do about it as much as I would like to. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host, I'm known as Shujin Tribble, all over the place. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N, hi, yes, I know, I sound different, there's reasons, I'll explain in a moment. Top left-hand corner of North America, we're... Our first top story tonight is going to be originating from out there, Calgary Way. Dallin, hi, good evening. Good evening. And uh, if you hear anything weird behind him, that's probably the uh, the fleet of attack geese that are waiting in the wings. Oh, no. Okay, we, we've got the Cobra chickens, but we're also waiting looking the at the... Uh, yeah, no, we're also looking at the uh, the ground forces as well. The yep. um, Waiting in the wings. The, the, the buzz, the, the buzz tanks. The, the waiting in the... You know, I said it three times. I don't care at this point. And uh, down into the right just a little bit, Midwest, the U.S., Bridget, you made it. Hi. Hi. Okay, so let me let me give everybody a real quick uh, explanation as to what's going on. You see this? This is, this is my normal microphone. You hear what you don't hear now? You don't hear the squeaking? Yes, because the mixer that goes from this microphone into the computer is, uh, is is having a little bit of an electronic problem. It's buzzing. It's bad buzz. And see, the thing of it is, um, I don't know what the problem is right at the moment. I've isolated it to either the AC to DC brick converter going on the fritz or something inside of the mixer itself. Either way, it's going to be a little bit of a pain in the butt to deal with. So, at the moment, instead um, instead of uh, instead of using my uh, broken-ass uh, Radio Shack microphone, the, the pop, the top popped off of this one. Wow, I, I didn't know that happened. Okay. Probably when I threw it over there in disgust. My, my, my high eight my highball eight, I, I don't remember what the hell they called them. The, the, the plate has come off it since 1985 or thereabouts. I, I, I bought a couple of these when I was in when I was in band so that I could record stuff on my boombox because it had two microphone imports. Shut up. Um, so, yeah. So right at the moment, I'm using the webcam microphone, which is not pretty. We know. But, you know, you, you work with what you got, and you kind of go from there and, and deal. So that's that's kind of where we're at at the moment. So um, there is an adage in, uh, in uh, audio editing, which is you can always work with audio, but you can't add something in that isn't already there. So if I end up sounding uh, pretty craptacular... It's nobody's fault but my own. Joy. 
you know, we joke about uh, Dallin can fix it in post. No, not, no, not this time. Yeah, you know, damn it, Jim, I'm an audio bitch, not a miracle worker. That's true. That's true. And for the record, by the way, if you'll uh, if you'll excuse the expression, I was thinking that I could get away with using one of these a little clip-on lavalier microphone, which works wonders on a smartphone. It doesn't work on a computer because it's got three contacts instead of two. So my computer was basically freaking out going, yeah, you got something plugged in, but it don't work. And then I plugged it into my smartphone and, and took a quick video and it's like, oh my God, I've never sounded so good in that phone before. <laughs> so yeah, Joy, that's 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 kind of where we are. Anyway, so we're here. We're going to do our thing. Uh, Joey may be joining us. Things are a little squirrely on his end. He, he said that he would let us know one way or the other what's going on a little bit later. Uh, Joseph is, well... He, he did respond, and he may be joining us. Uh, we're, we're sincerely hoping so. So we'll kind of play it by ear just a little bit there. Of course, as always, if you're with us live, thank you. You can, you can join us anytime while we're recording, uh, because, you know, that's kind of what we're here for. Uh, Stephanie, I do see you over there. Hi. It's going to be one of those nights. I told you, man, the great God Murphy. That's, that's, that's what happens. You know, whatever. And uh, believe it or not, the best that I could do for sound deadening, I have a T-shirt draped over the side of one monitor. I have an old pair of sweatpants draped between the two monitors. And in front of me, I have uh, material that, believe it or not, I was going to use uh, for A, possibly building uh, a head for Icarus, or as a uh, the body for like a, a plushie, because uh, I've I've found plans for being able to do that. I just don't know how to use a sewing machine. That's all. <laughs> and that's and that that material is right down in front of me to try to you know pick up some of the uh, you know, deaden some of the sound. So you want to talk about a shoestring budget? We don't have any shoes. <sighs> well, <laughs> you know what I was. When I had the webcam going on my side, uh, there was sometimes I would have that that background piece, mm -hmm. you know, where it would be like black behind me. Yeah. Okay. What that is? That's an IKEA coat rack with a moving blanket draped over it. Yeah, and it's, you yeah. know, ultimately, when you're working with audio, it doesn't matter what it looks like because nobody's looking at you. you yeah. Just work. You work with what you got, well, and if it works, I mean. Yeah, like I'm not using it right now, but when I when I actually do like the serious recording, that coat rack now goes beside me on my left, uh, so that it because be, between the left side of my desk and the door, there's a lot of nothing there. So I've got that part, so that's blocked off of the side. Uh, I throw a heavy blanket over my second monitor to kill that, and then of course you know I've got the wall of foam in front of me <clears throat> to help deaden it and. I think it works well. At least the episode, the, the episodes and stuff I've recorded before, they, they sound pretty good. Let me show you something real quick. For anybody that's wondering, for anybody that's wondering, how can you do it all on a complete zero budget? For some of the videos that I did for Icarus, 
I got my old ready, uh, my old ready winter jacket that doesn't work worth a damn anymore. And I would place this right around me, right on top of me, like this, and then took the microphone and put it right here to deaden everything as much as I could. But again, with all the cloth all over the place. So if you're trying to figure out, do I need one of those isolation boxes with, you know, all the padding and whatnot on the inside of it? No, no, you, you work with whatever you got. Yeah. So was a, works. Uh, well, there was a podcast um, called Patio Racket. And it, I think it was Patio Racket. And basically it was the guy, it was a guy telling, uh, teaching you how to podcast. Oh, there you go. And including shoestring budget room treatments. And <laughs> uh, he actually, he, he had a way of doing it so that, okay, so let's say you have a guest room mm -hmm. and it is your recording studio, but the wife wants to use it for a guest room once in a while, or sorry, the spouse. Again, this is a few years ago. So Fair enough. Just yeah, go on. Free PC. Anyways, there's a way to temporarily transform the room in such a way that, okay, you can have your recording studio and do your, you know, multi-million dollar podcast. <clears throat> I snicker. Um, but then by just taking a couple of things down, it's back to a guest room. Like this is what he was doing. He was basically saying, look, you don't have to create your own recording studio. If you're just doing a, like a, a podcast, you can make it sound nice and professional, but you don't have to completely turn a turn a room into something like what I've done with this place. Uh, well, let's just say when when these uh, when these foam panels come down, I'm gonna have to do a little bit of drywalling, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. the repairing stuff, because the stuff that was on here before I took some of it down and it took pieces of the wall with it. So, whoops, yeah. I, although you know, I mean. Not to sound too morbid, but this is probably the place I'm going to die in. So, you know, that kind of permanence really doesn't bother me in terms of, you know, having to repair something. Yeah. Unless I rip the whole thing down and, you know, like completely foam the place up. But, yeah, I need a job to do that. And this isn't exactly like you're playing GTFO, fortunately. Pretty much. So uh, before we uh, before I go ahead and uh, get rolling into my piece, Joseph did actually make it. Good morning, Joseph. Oh, your your microphone is way low right now. Yes, you are very, 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 very low. Well, we're doing well. We're just straining to hear you. That's all. How's that? Uh, that was weird. Uh, your gain came up like a lot, but your audio. Your actual speaking audio didn't. Okay. How's that? Well, we, we hear you fumbling around with something, but it's not near your face, apparently. Jeez. Okay. Uh, I don't know what to suggest. Um... Actually, that doesn't sound too bad the way it was right there. Is that fine? Well, sort of. I think, I think we can work with it as long as you don't get any like real distortion or you know you start roboting. But right now it sounded pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can pump me up on your side a bit, Susan. 
can't really do that in the middle of the show because it'll uh, it disrupts everything on the on the that I've got. But I've got you. I can hear you. So not okay. not that big so a deal. I'll, I'll just try to speak louder. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll twiddle a bit, uh, anyways, while you're doing your piece. You know, you don't have video on, so you can do whatever it is that you want to do, man. I, I don't. I don't mind a bit. So. Let me go ahead and get everything rolling over here because um, wow, we've got uh, we got stuff tonight. So with uh, five minutes on the clock for you, your uh, your five minute freestyle starts right now. Hashtags. I, I may have mentioned this one before. I, I honestly don't know. I don't keep track of these things. Uh, once uh, once I put a show together, I don't even bother looking back. I just you know, just keep plowing ahead because. Um, you know, that's that's kind of the easiest way for me to do it. There are a lot of... Um, there are a lot of things that people make hashtags for. And I know, I know, only a handful of years ago, you know, the, the term hashtag really didn't have any real meaning for anybody. It wasn't a thing. But the last... Um, the last few years, yeah, that's 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 something new. And, and we know it. Some of them are very poignant. I mean, it's very easy to find anything about uh, Black Lives Matter. Or even just BLM. It, it comes up. You get stuff that isn't, you know, part of it all if you use a, a shortened version. But, you know, t- to be expected. You, know, you, you search for things, you know, since anything could be searched. You know, it's amazing what you find. But it is terrible for me to have to look at the news and to look at Twitter. Dallin, Joe, and I were uh, were doing our show last night. And in the middle of it, we found out that Chadwick Boseman had died. But no idea that he was sick. He had... He had... Uh, cancer. Apparently it had cancer for several years. And he made several movies while in the middle of surgery, cancer treatments. And he still did he still did his job. He he's one of the lucky ones who got to make a difference. And I want people to understand something that I, I, I think about with these things. I know full well that when we're dealing with entertainment, it isn't the actors solely who make these things come to life. There, there are so many people behind the scenes, not the least of which, arguably the most important, are the writers. The people who put the voices into the characters. It's then the actor's part to take that voice and bring it out, and the director to tell them what to do with it, how to bring it out, why the voice should be the way that he wants it, that she wants it. But when you have, I dare say, a a seminal moment 
in a series of movies that stretch a decade more with everything that happened with the, the Marvel Cinematic Universes. And, and Chadwick Boseman comes on the scene and they didn't know how big Black Panther was going to be. And it is, for me, one of the best, if not the best, superhero movie because it made sense for me. And he represented. He was one of those people where, you know, they, they warn you when you go into Star Trek, you're going to be saddled with this for the rest of whatever. So don't sign on if you're not ready to do that. And you're not ready to do that. But there are people who signed on for it. He signed on to do Black Panther. He had no idea what was going to come of it all that people would recognize him the way that they have, that they would speak such wonderful things about him, to thank him for representing people of color, for representing the heart of Africa, of what it means to be human. With these hashtags, I don't care which one of my accounts I don't care if it's supposed to be G-rated or not. I will always, always release. Hashtag, fuck cancer. Always. Every damn time. T'Challa. Ibambe. Thank you for being a wonderful voice. And we're going to miss you. This is episode 326 on the docket. Not our fault. Not our problem. And uh, this is because of a news article that made its way on, uh, on NPR. And it was one of those things that was just, wow. And I, normally I wouldn't do news, but this is one of those moments where it's just like, we can talk about this because it speaks so much to who people are and why the hell they are. And it's just going to piss us. It's going to piss us off. So why not just share it? I did go looking up information on uh, on Rafe Badawi's condition. Um, we have uh, something that happened within the last... Uh, was posted to the Twitter account within the last 10 hours from uh, from his account. And I'm reading uh, the, the translated version uh, from Arabic, translated by Google Translate. So if there's nuance that's missing, please forgive me. I do not read Arabic in any way, shape, or form. So the translation reads, My husband, Rafe Badawi, was subjected to an assassination attempt inside prison by a terrorist prisoner whose case was belonging to a terrorist group, and the case was referred to the public prosecution. So he is on an open hunger strike to protest the recklessness of his life. 
We, of course, are grateful that it was, how should we say, unsuccessful. Although we have no idea how injured he might have been. I'm certainly hoping that uh, wasn't. So, you know, uh, with with luck, we will have some more information, uh, you know, in the, in the coming days and week. However, with no other news to speak of, as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been eight years, two months, thirteen days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. So with that all out of the way, um, what uh, what set you guys to uh, doing the horrible scopes this week and then uh, getting into um, ragging on somebody who richly deserves it? Because <laughs> Lord knows some stupid schmuck deserves it. Um, Where'd you stick them? I don't usually, because, I mean, it's, it's always the same location. So... Ah. Let me throw that for you. Thank you. No worries. And uh, we'll kind of work it from there. Joseph, uh, you going to be able to join us on this one? He's muted. Yeah, so see that. Hi. Mm. You know what? Chances are he stepped away. Hmm. Well, uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll wait and see, and uh, we'll kind of work it from there. So, uh, how about we go ahead and uh, we get started, and uh, if if he joins us for it, you know, wonderful, and we'll kind of work it from there. So, uh, folks, if you do know what your astrological sign is, great. Those of you that don't, roll a d twelve, pick one. It doesn't really much matter. Just not the ox. Just just wrong wrong twelve to to work with. Let me. Go ahead and get you rolling over here. So, Aries, when we say the word heroes, do you think lettuce, tomato, cheese, and meat? Or Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Aquaman? Either way, both are surrounded with a lot of fluff you have to bite through to get to the fulfilling parts. And next time, just go for sashimi. It's all meat. <laughs> Dylan, all yours. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is about that is like... Um... You know the Schneider's commercials? No. You know they talk about you know the quality of the meat? No. You don't know about those? I don't. Wow. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. Could be. But anyways, you've got you've got Schneider's meats and now you've got the Snyder cut of the movie featuring those particular four heroes. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, moving on with Taurus. You need a pet. Yeah. We've talked about pet rocks before, but we need something that'll actually interact with you when you call its name. But not a Google Home or Alexa, even though, yes, they can sing to you or tell you a joke and don't piddle on the bed. Actually, you know what? Maybe you're doing okay without one. Gemini, there's a community of spiders living in your underwear drawer. We're telling you because we know there's almost no chance you'll know about it before date night. So get out of Zippo and the can of Aquanet if you'll be fine. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Those of you in Australia, yeah, you're, you're welcome on that one. Cancer Moonchild. At all that money invested in buttons and bumper stickers with rude sayings on them, it kind of sucks now, doesn't it? You know, can't get together with people to show off the pins, too, and how much driving are you really doing these days? So, how about this? Open an online shop and package them together with all those beanie babies you still have. <laughs> Leo, remember, when you go out camping and see something waggling up to you and it looks like it's a black and white Minecraft silverfish, it isn't. Look, two white stripes means it's a skunk. Twelve white stripes means it's called for help. Uh, either way, you're in deep trouble. Virgo. If you need somebody, call my name. If you want someone, you can do the same. If you want to keep something precious, you've got to lock it up and throw away the key. If you want to hold on to your possession, don't even think about me. If you love something, set it free. In 1985, that was one of the biggest pieces of life advice from Blue Turtles, and you should think on that for a while. You almost did it, didn't you? It was really hard for me not to sing that. <laughs> <laughs> As it yeah. should be. So, let's holy, cr holy crap, the karaoke cast. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, 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 I'll tell you about that in a second. Uh, Joseph, free, free. did you make it back? Free. Yeah. If All right, can you? Is that better? Yes. Yeah, we, oh, yes. Yes. We got you. Okay. okay. So All right. I had to do some hardware fiddling. Excellent. Uh, Libra. Libra. Not exactly a job hunting tip, but one that'll help you to understand something about hotel management. Have you ever noticed that almost all room lines are white? There's a simple explanation for that. They can be bleached without worrying about the colors getting messed up. Take that as a little tip from home, too. Yeah, it's true. Oh, 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 excuse me, that almost all the all the room linens are white. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I screwed that up. That's all right. It's not like anybody's paying for these, so you know, whatever. It, it'll be it'll be fine. Scorpio, remember, if you have to bury a body this week, dig a hole straight down, not lengthwise. Uh, it it'll be harder to spot it from the air, and put a dead raccoon about an inch under the ground. It'll it'll throw off the scent of bloodhounds. Or, you know, uh, just between us, maybe just don't kill anybody this week. <laughs> Sagittarius. And this one actually sounds like a real horoscope. Doesn't it, though? A mysterious bald-headed man with a chiseled jawline, immaculate teeth, and a talent for making balloon animals, wearing an orange zoot suit with spats, will barge into your life and turn everything upside down. You know what? Go with the flow, but don't go for the sequel. And, okay, not everybody will get that reference, but here, let, let me put it into perspective. Smoking! <laughs> and that's going to be flat-topped, I'm sure. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> See, folks, this is why I use Levelator to help, you know, smooth shit like that out. I, I, I flatten the curve 
better than COVID. <laughs> oh boy. I'll show myself up. Want to play Microsoft Flight Simulator, but don't want to buy it? Get Google Earth. It's a free download. Launch it and hit Control-Alt-A. Mac users, Command-Op-A. You're welcome. And you now owe us $60 USD. Aquarius. <clears throat> Satan thinks you're funny, but calling him Satan is just going to piss him off. It's pronounced za Tan. If you watch hockey more often, you do actually know this, but did you? Of course not, because you dislike sports, but you hate anything associated with winter. Oddly, you still find the dead pot Zamboni scene funny. The dead pool Zamboni scene funny. Why do you think that is? I know why. Because it's funny because as hell. The, yeah, but be, because the thought of somebody getting killed by a Zamboni is just funny. It makes intermission uh, during a hockey game more interesting. Well, interesting, period. I mean, that's that's a good starting off point right there. And finishing it off this week, uh, my fellow fish, Pisces. Remember back in the 70s when you went to the planetarium and imagined hooking up your Intellivision to the center projector so you could play Dungeons and Dragons on the massive curved dome overhead? Now you look longingly at that 60-plus-inch 4K television and think you could play Monster Hunter World on it. Do your ego a favor. Stick to playing Pong. Hmm. And for the record, I did not have an Intellivision growing up, so this this had nothing to do with me. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I have one. I did. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I, I love the hell out of that thing. Can I show well, I remember we were talking one night. This was a long time ago on, on our Friday night show. We were talking about Intellivision and stuff. And I think I went, oh, right. I remember now because I was talking about something I saw at Canadian Tire one Christmas. Bridget, you're going to get a kick out of this if you had an Intellivision. So was yours like the original one, you know, like the, the one that was the size of the coffee table that, you know, could cause serious injury if you threw it at somebody? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah the, the, old, the old golden brown one. Yep. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I mean, it, it, that was a getting that thing out of the closet to, to play uh, for me was um, it, that that was a workout. You want to talk about something that you can throw at people and have it really hurt. I still yeah. got this phone. Remember, you know, I, I was actually thinking maybe if I could hook up one of my uh, one of my old um, external modems and. Use the handset and, and talk through it, and then I suddenly realized, oh right, I don't have any uh, telephone jacks on, on. Yeah, never mind. Um, yeah, Lewis Black did a great thing on that. Anyways, so I'm in Canadian Tire one Christmas. Now this is this was years ago. This is back when I was still married, and I see something called in something with the Intellivision logo on. I'm like, holy crap! Yes, what is this? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So get this. So you remember that that thing was the size of a coffee table, had two controllers on it, and it used cartridges to play the games. That each cartridge was about what you'd pay for a video game these days. Right. Yeah. So this thing was $25. It was a joystick with buttons that had the, the RCA, you know, the, the 
the red, white, and yellow jacks that you plug into the back of your TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the kind yeah, of thing so you're talking about. Yeah, it, it wasn't HDMI, but I mean, come on, you know? Yeah. On this on this joystick-sized thing, like it's something you could hold in the palm of your hand, was every single Intellivision game that was made by Mattel, not not made by, oh, God. All the other companies. Yeah, there were the third parties, which was really too bad because I remember there was there was one one series of, of games that was made by a company or like one one of the companies that made them. Uh, they always came in a silver box and they had some of the I wouldn't exactly call it groundbreaking graphics, but at least they tried, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, they had a couple. They had a, a dungeon game that I thought was better than the the Dungeons and Dragons you were talking about. But yeah, that thing with all those games was twenty five dollars. And I just I looked at my now ex wife and I went, you know, if we had the, and she's like, no, we plug that thing into the TV. I'll never hear from you again. I'm like, well. Yeah, but <laughs> and sadly, by the by the time the divorce came around, I never saw that thing ever again. But apparently, there are sites on on the net where you can go and you can download the. It, it plays in Flash, apparently. What the bejesus? What What did you do, Ray? Somehow or other, the tiny URL that I used in the show notes. Um, is going to a Discord channel? Why? Huh? Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to fix that. Uh, and I can't pull up the. Uh, I can't pull up the article right now because, well, mm. um, all right, all right yeah. whatever. Anyway, so short, uh, short uh, recap of of uh, what what was going on. There is a um, person, an American. Yeah, you know what? I've I've actually got the article pulled up. Okay. Yeah. So the short version of it is, Guy decided that he was going to drive from Alaska back home to um, basically the south side of Ohio, across the water from uh, from Cincinnati, as a matter of fact. I looked it up. He had Ohio plates. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... Yeah, let, let, let me take this one over. So, yeah. Okay, he had Ohio plates, but he's a Kentucky man. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it was probably a rental because of that. Very possible. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry. That's what I always loved about getting rentals is, you know, if, if they were out of state plates, you could drive like an asshole and claim you're a tourist and possibly get away with it. Anyways. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so uh, the article he's referencing is, is actually from NPR. And it is, God, I could, I could have read this on the WTF news if I was still doing that. Kentucky man accused of breaking Canada's COVID-19 rules faces, wait for it, $569,000 fine. Now, reminding everybody, that's U.S. And if you're wondering why it sounds like such a weird uh, number, it's three quarters of a million in Canadian funds when you filter an exchange. 
doesn't so matter. Anyways, it doesn't matter what the exchange is at that point. It's a big chunk of change. Yeah. Now, th- this is where th- this is where the WTF piece comes in. And hence the reason why when I saw it and I, I did a little bit of map research, I said, oh, yeah, this is your opportunity to go ahead and go off. So th- this guy, and I'm going to name him because he should be named. Ancient, uh, yep. Yeah, John Pennington of Walton, Kentucky. Okay, uh, anyways, uh, was initially fined, get this, he was initially fined $910 US or 1200 Canadian on June 25th after an employee at a Banff hotel where he was staying, suspected he was violating Alberta's coronavirus regulations. Pennington was told to stay in his hotel until leaving the next day. But the following afternoon, police spotted his car at a local tourist attraction. And I know the attraction he's talking about because I actually went there with Heretic Woman and Ali Rizvi's family a couple summers ago. Now, Sulphur Mountain. Yeah. Now, again, because Google Earth is an amazing thing and, you know, seriously, you guys should really have a copy of this. See, part of the reason why I found this one uh, annoying is that why the hell is non-essential travel through Canada for Americans happening at all was the first thing that clued me in. Uh, I went, hold on, I went looking on Google Earth, Google Maps, to find out where exactly Banff is, because this sounds a lot like a town that's outside of Toronto, which is nope. which is similar name. But then I went looking it up, and it's right outside of Calgary. And it then is. I and then I looked up where the place was that they spotted this guy, and it's a ten minute drive away from the hotel that they were supposedly at. Yes. The tourist attraction is called Sulphur Mountain. And it now, was, those were beautiful pictures you took, by the way. Yeah. I've been up Sulphur Mountain. Basically, there is a gondola lift that will take you to the top of the mountain where there is a restaurant, interpretive center, etc. stuff. Uh, there's also some astronomical stuff up there. I think there's a, it's some kind of a relay station. It, needless to say... um. The view is breathtaking. Make no mistake. It is gorgeous up there. This guy took advantage of what is known as the Alaska loophole. Now, when you said uh, non-essential, I did a little bit of digging. And then uh, and then you understand, once you explain this, People will understand why I titled this episode the way that I did. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking here. Ah, damn it. See, this is what happens with a live show, man. Yeah, no. Basically, yeah. If when you cross the, when you get to the border and you, you have to tell them you're going to Alaska, then you have to substantiate why you're going to Alaska. And I guess if that passes muster, that's okay. And, you know, in terms of non-essential versus essential, of course, if it's essential, then 
you know, I mean, you're driving a truck, maybe you're, maybe you're hauling cargo. You're a commercial. You're a commercial yeah, you, vehicle. You're commercial. Yeah. Or again, maybe you're essential. Maybe there's a, a, a business thing, which, okay, look, you can, you could say, well, you know, this business is not essential, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Whatever. And, and look, I'm going to be perfectly honest here. I don't give a shit why you're going to Alaska. All I ask is when we tell you, stay in your car as much as possible, only get food through takeout, and fill your damn car at the pump. In other words, do not mingle. But then you go to Banff, which, and they can't say that they were just passing through because, hey, here's a newsflash for everybody. Just just a little nugget of wisdom I want to drop on y'all's asses. In order to get into Banff, the city itself, you have to pay for a park pass. It could be a day trip. It could be a monthly pass. Or it could be yearly. And speaking as someone who was there just not too long ago, it ain't cheap. You know, um... When Heretic Woman and I went, yeah, we it was that was 40 bucks just to get in the door. So to say that they just happened to be there is bullshit. Because if parking control whatever drives by and they don't see that park pass hanging in the rear view, you get towed and you get fined. Now, um, I want to go back to the article. Because I want to drop a little bit more wisdom on y'all. Here's the deal. So, um, Stimpy McShitstein here was fined 1200 bucks Canadian uh, for basically breaking the rules. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. You're not allowed to do this, man. <laughs> That's not cool. I'm just glad that I'm not taking a drink right now because we have we have this long running thing on on Friday night and and other other places. You if there is an opportunity to break a DJ, especially while they're drinking, it, it is your moral responsibility to do that. I'm so yeah. glad I don't have a drink with me right now. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, this um this random collection of cells that barely that really shouldn't be considered human. Uh, okay, look, he got fined twelve hundred bucks Canadian. Now, a respectable chunk of change. I don't care who you are. That's true. And he was told after that, look, okay, you're going to pay this fine, but you're also going to stay in this hotel and you're out of here the next day. But then this dipshit decides to go to Sulphur Mountain, that ten minute drive away, and <laughs> trust me, there's a lot of people that want to go up that gondola thing. There's a line. It's also 67 bucks a person. So again, not cheap. No. It's a, it's a tourist trap. But it's pretty. Pretty as hell. It, it is. It is. But here's the thing. He did that. He got caught. Already in violation. Mm -hmm. So now this mental midget is now going to be, he could be fined up to 750 grand Canadian and or spend up to six months in prison. Uh, there is a meme 
that uh, the people have used. Uh, I forget what uh, I forget what movie it's from. A little animated movie. Uh, I, I believe it goes like this. Uh, both. Yeah. Why not both? Both. <laughs> yeah. Why not both? Both is good. Yeah, it's from, yeah, it's from El Dorado. Ah, didn't didn't say it. So both yeah, is good. But, yeah, but but this guy here, uh, th- this is a bit of a. I, actually, I call it comparatively lighthearted too. Uh, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You know, he he basically the the way my impression of this guy is that he just went, but America, but my freedom, but my Alaska, and I'm really glad Felix is not here because that you know I love you, I love you, girl. Um, <laughs> the, this but more unch basically said no, I I don't have to listen to anything because I'm an American, and it's like you know. And I, I was speaking to Bridget before we got on the show, and I said, you know, I, I got a perfect solution for people like this. You find them, you throw them in jail, and you kick them back across the border. They come back, we shoot them. Yep. Because you know what? Sometimes, with some people, they're not going to listen. Yeah, and some people and- don't remember that even though the United States and Canada share an incredibly uh, friendly border for the most part for for many years it used to be all you needed was a driver's license to get across okay you know yeah, all right we trust you and then it it tightened up and you need a uh, well, passport <laughs> well yeah 911 happened yeah and and suddenly you guys got all paranoid No, no, I'm pointing the finger at America in general because I've talked to people and they lost their shit when that stuff happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm 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 not arguing with you on that. As a matter of fact, I'm 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 with you. But what I was going to was people don't remember that when you get to the border, you are not guaranteed to be granted entry. The country is under no obligation to allow you in for any reason whatsoever. If they say, um, "Yeah, you know what? Um, you uh, you go through the uh, the turn the turnaround over here. You can go to the duty free, and uh, yeah, you go home." Yeah, and and there's nothing you can do about it because they are under no obligation. The fact or- that we are allowed to go across to Toronto every almost every year. And have next to nothing as far as to, you know, being grilled. I'm always grateful and thankful for that. But I know full well that there is always the possibility that we could just get turned around and be told, um, it, no, come back tomorrow. Yeah, it, 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 nor, you know, it, yeah, it's Tuesday. Bugger off. Yeah. The, customs agents are under no obligation to welcome you in. And if they've had a bad day, if if their meatloaf from the night before didn't sit well with their stomach, that's excuse enough. It sucks, but that's the way it is. And, and for people that are a consistent uh, thorn, they can be told you are barred from entry for X number of however long they want to say. And yeah, there and are. If you don't, and if you don't think they track it, I'll, I'll give you an example. A guy I used to work with 20 plus years ago, he was involved in a scuffle. Uh, by the way, the guy, the guy is an MMA trained He's not a professional fighter, but 
he knows enough to step in. He could step into the octagon. Let, let's just say he could make your day very bad. Gotcha. And one guy, he uh, he did what's called FAFO. He fucked around and found out. This guy beat the shit out of him. My friend got charged for assault. Statute of limitations, all this stuff. Like, he was cleared. He wasn't cleared, but I mean, it's, you know, it was all taken care of. First time he tried to go to the States for, for work. Hands him his passport. Boink! It popped up. He got hauled into secondary. In the eight years I worked there, every time except the last year, he got hauled in and almost missed his flight every time because of this. So if you don't think that once your name's in the system, if you don't think they're going to be, they're going to know who you are, I got news for you. The second that passport, the second they figure out or they see your passport and that it's going to pop up and you're going to say, yeah, roundabout, go home. I don't care. I don't care that you're an American. I don't care that you're this. I don't care that you're a taxpayer. You messed up. You don't get the nice things. End of story. Now this, this, this butt munch. After I took a look and saw the pathway that uh, that he had gone effectively, uh, and, and let me tell you, there is not a hell of a lot of of major major highways from the uh, Canadian Alaskan uh, border down to the states. You want to go through like anything that resembles, you know, uh, I'm I'm sorry for wording it this way, civilization. You're going through and past. Uh, uh, Calgary as one of those majors if you're making a beeline straight south or at least as straight south as you can go yeah but this well if this guy was going to Alaska I'm still trying to figure this one out because the only thing I could think of is okay if you're coming up into Alberta oh no they were going down well they were they were heading back yeah oh if if oh, if I understood if I understood the article correctly, but but in any case, you know, this moron basically said, you know, rules don't apply to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the other thing. This is again a quote from the article. At the border, the Canadian the Canada Border Services Agency directs Americans to take the most direct route through Canada to get to Alaska or the lower 48 states. So yeah, either way. They are prohibited from visiting national parks, leisure sites, and tourist attractions, and they must undergo quarantine if they stay in a hotel. Visitors must also display a hang tag in their vehicle with a mandatory departure date. Banff is in the middle of the Banff National Park. And like I said... You got to pay to get in there. Now, again, that that's a lot of people that you got to deal with, and you know, haven't dealt with 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 border agents. You know, when the fourteenth plane touches down at the international gate, 
and passenger, you know, 5,432, of which I've been more than once, get, gets through that line. You know, the, the border agent is kind of looking at you like, oh, Christ, yeah, get out of here. You know? And it could be the same thing with, with, the, uh, with these park people, too. I mean, they're probably... Actually, given the, the whole quarantine thing and stuff like that, they're probably just happy to see anybody. I mean, it, can get, it can get lonely working those things, you know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's this is... Yeah. The reason why I wanted to do this one, not because I wanted to do like a news article. I don't like doing news articles. I like to talk about what is it about the news article that makes it important. And what makes this one important is there are medical emergencies going on right now across the goddamn globe. And there are people that, for whatever reason, can't get it through their thick skulls that there is a medical situation going on across the goddamn globe of which they are part of. And it, it, it absolutely it absolutely blows my mind that the idea that non-essential travel, except, okay, will be nice enough to let you go ahead, walk through the house, don't track any dirt through the place, and go ahead and get out the other the, the front side door. Fine. We'll, we'll let you go ahead and do that. Just be careful. Walk on. The, don't walk on the carpet. Walk on the linoleum so we can sweep it up bad. Okay, what are you doing? Why, why are you using the bathroom? We told you to just walk through. Why is this even a possibility? As far as I'm concerned, why the Canadian government didn't just say, look, um, you know, you, you, you went to Canada because you were trying to go from part of your country to another part of your country that's separated um we didn't set it up that way you guys did and it's not our fault it's not our problem book a flight oh but even that can be interesting too and i just found this one out earlier uh one of our regional carriers westjet Hmm. uh they're enacting new things and that if you are one of those people that refuses to wear a mask on the plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you will be kicked off the plane and you will be banned from flying with WestJet for up to a year. And I think if it got even worse, they, they might consider a perma ban too. And trust me, um, WestJet works with Delta which is one of your big carriers down in the States, as I recall. Oh, yeah. In fact, Atlanta is one of the big hubs for, actually, that is the hub for, for Delta. So I, I'm not saying WestJet could influence Delta that way, but I wouldn't rule out the possibility that if you mess with one, a whole lot are going to mess with you. Yep. Now, Bridget, this is this is where you come into this whole damn thing. Knowing full well that there is okay, 
I did the I did the I did the numbers. If you were to go from the Alaskan Canadian border, I forget what the, I forget which town it was that was up that way, and you were to come as as straight down as possible towards Washington State. It's uh, if memory serves, it was oh god, I forgot how many. It was like uh, uh, 1,500 miles, give or take. Uh, but it was, you know, it, it was like a 30, almost a 30-hour drive straight. Mm. Let's face it. If you're just one person in a car, 30 hours straight, you got to go a little stir-crazy. Several people in a car. Okay, assuming that they're still healthy... Hopefully they'll still be healthy the rest of the way down. Uh, but the possibility along f- however many... Uh, how how many miles was it? I don't even remember what the... Okay, let, let's, just, let's just go with... Let's just go with 1,500 miles. I forget exactly how many it was. I think it was 17. But the possibility of interacting with who only knows how many people just by... Contact. If you're gonna gas up your vehicle, now I know. Before anybody gives me shit about this one, I know the possibility of contact because of a gas handle for for COVID infection is not been shown to be a thing, but it's been something that's been considered as a possibility. I mean, let's face it the possibility of spreading an infection across the entirety of that territory just because you wanted to drive from Alaska back down to the lower 48? That's... I don't know what other word to use for it, but as a medical person, that sounds irresponsible as hell. Yeah. Okay, I had a big lead up on that. I was, I was expecting a little bit more than just yep. Yeah. yeah. Also, part in that article, what I saw was um, Americans are admitting that they're taking advantage of the loophole just to to get away to to, to get away from all of this coronavirus stuff because apparently up here we're the land of not coronavirus, you know. And okay, to be fair. Um, you know, yeah, our country does not look like red China. When you look at the John Hopkins map, I'll give you that. But you know what? We kind of want to keep it that way. Yeah. Rude American. We're going to rude American. What was it? Somebody who said that, uh, uh, for Canadians, uh, it's like living in an apartment upstairs from a crack den. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I've I, I've joked about this with a few people. It's like you know that whole build the wall thing. You know what? I, I think needs the wall. Well, I think Canada and Mexico should pay for a wall to keep you all in. Yeah. You know, I've I've railed on all the crap that's been happening down there because of the virus, because of politics, because of 
you know, I, 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 I lost it. <laughs> you know, there, I, there was a comedian once who said that America was like a toddler with a rocket launcher and a crack habit. And back then, things were still pretty tame by comparison. But these days, yeah, it's... It's nuts. It, yeah. it, it really is. And by the way, I, I did pull up the, the map. Uh, re, uh, resetting the, the directions so that yeah. you stayed as far away from... Uh, stayed outside of the national park areas... Yes, does bring you down through uh, Calgary. Uh, I forget exactly where it ended up, but it ends up with approximately 2,000 miles of driving. Yeah. Which, I mean, let's face it. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's a whole bunch of nuts. Yeah. There's a, um, one of the links I put in our, in our chat was from the Government of Canada's website concerning travel rules with with Alaska in mind. Um, there are five approved ports of entry that you can enter in and exit through uh, to transfer from Canada to the States. Uh, only one of them is in Alberta, a place called Coots. Uh, there's Abbotsford, Huntington in British Columbia, Coots, Alberta, Kingsgate, British Columbia, North Portal, Saskatchewan, why the hell you'd want to come up through there, I don't know. Um, and Osoyos in British Columbia. Uh, you're allowed a reasonable period to stay to carry out the transit, which means once you cross the border, you're considered on the clock. Uh, we'll be limited to travel within Canada using the most direct route from the po point of entry uh, to the intended point of entry of, of uh, exit. I'm assuming that means, um, you know, way the hell up there. Maybe that's, I don't know. Uh, while avoiding all national parks, leisure sites, and tourism activities, and will be required before entering the U.S. to report to the nearest Border Protection Service agency point of exit to confirm their exit from Canada. Okay, uh, to go with that, by the way, uh, I did find it. Uh, that was actually the um, uh, the spot that I had selected on the south side. Uh, Coots is uh, just across from Montana, so it's not like you're even getting to Washington State. You're 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 going down, um, yeah. You're bypassing Edmonton, going through uh, Calgary, and on the way mm -hmm. down. Uh, and from what I remember, um, these roadways that you be dealing with are not exactly flat either. You're going to be going up and down some hills, and that's 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 a lot of strain on your engine, which means that's a lot of petrol you're going to be pouring in. And gas ain't cheap. Yeah, and neither are brakes. Well, okay. So if you're if you're going if you actually end up going down through Calgary, I'll tell you this much: um, Calgary to Banff. Yes, it's doable, but it is not. It's not a detour. It is a. It's about an hour and a half out, an hour and a half to two hours away from Calgary, heading west. So if they were going there, I don't know if they were maybe on their way to, you know, or intending to go to one of the, the BC points of exit. I don't know. Um, I don't know. The, the point of it was, 
they had no business being there. They really no, didn't. They, they, they didn't. But again, they, you know, people are admitting that they're taking advantage of this loophole to get a little secret vacation because, you know, COVID sucks and quarantine sucks and more freedom and all of that. And, you know, hey, I'm an American. I should be able to go wherever I want, do whatever I want to do because, you know, because because I'm an American. Because it's special. Yeah, and we've talked about that how many times. Yeah. Because I'm the special. Yeah, and yeah, one of the biggest jokes I've always uh, I've always heard when an American travels overseas, and I don't know, maybe Joseph could um, help me on this one uh, to say, but th- there was an urban legend back in the day that uh, anytime an American traveled over to Europe, they made sure to slap Canadian flags on their stuff because if they were found out that they were American, they were not treated very well. Because their reputation preceded them. Yep. That's a bit of a legend. Um, uh, yeah. I think, I think it's more um, Canadians made particularly, were particularly sure to put a Canadian flag on their stuff just to say, I'm not American. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> well, now, hold on. I can attest to this one. I was in Mexico years ago. And my friends and I got tagged as Americans at this restaurant we were at. And we said, no, we're Canadian. Passports came out. Proving. That guy, it turns out he was the manager of the restaurant. Did a complete 180 in his attitude. Suddenly, we went from tourists to his best friends. Nice. We got we got top shelf service ahead of a couple of self entitled entitled shit stains that were a couple of tables over. They didn't take too kindly to it. He kind of ignored them. P- Pietro was he he was he was a good guy. You you still remember his name? That's that's you, brilliant. You know you know what? I still remember the uh, the food. Uh, it was okay. It was a pizza joint, Pietro's Pan Pizza. This was in Cancun. We walked in there. There was about six of us. And they, they, he, you know, we, we did the whole Canadian thing. And he's like, senores. You know, he just, <laughs> it was great. Honestly, okay. I, I know the dude was from Mexico, but I got to be honest. His mannerisms, I swear there was a bit of Italian in him. You know, like the whole, he was very bombastic. You know, I would not have been surprised if he would have said, buongiorno, you know, when we walked in. Just all smiles. Like, I was pretty sure he was going to serenade us at one point. Yeah, but surprise me. But you know what? It was. It was like it was oven. It was like fire roasted, fire baked pizza. You know what? It's, it's got that particular kind of flavor to it. You know, and the crust is just a little on the singe side. Oh yeah. Okay, I, I'm not going to lie. This is like we're getting upwards of over 30 years since I've had this thing. I still remember it because. The experience was so memorable. It was good. It was good. And, you know, some of my best friends, a couple of my best friends were with me there. Hey, hey, hon. Uh, it was, it was an experience. But, and just the thing about it was, as soon as they found out 
who we were and where we were from. The the attitude shifted. Yeah. And it, it's not like I would, you know, if I'm traveling abroad, I'm not going to wear that on my sleeve. Well, okay, I might put a patch on just to say that, you know, hey, I'm, you know, you, you're going to tag me that way. Uh, you know, I would just assume, I, I would just assume reset your expectations on that because, well, you know. It, yeah. It's just too bad that you have to wear something that says, I'm not an asshole to the rest of the world because that's the first thing they think of you when they see you. Yeah, and it, th- there is something to be said for that. Uh, and it's, you know, again, it's it's that American exceptionalism that we, we keep saying is bullshit around here. By the way... That's the word I was trying to find, yeah. Yeah, uh, by the way, I, I went looking for it. Uh, so, um... Where, where does that put you? Uh, f- so, uh, f- <laughs> you guys remember how I, how I give uh, down all kinds of shit for for where he is. So, uh, southeast by a, a goodly amount from uh, where where was it? There, there. Believe it or not, Dawson Creek is one of the places along the 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 mm-hmm. the route. That yeah. uh, that I'm looking at right now, which is like, th- that's 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 great. And apparently, there's also uh, Wembley. So there you go, just outside of Grand Plaine, Grand Grand Prairie. I can't read with shit. Oh, Grand Grand Prairie. Now that you want to talk the sticks? Yeah, apparently so. Which um, is right near Valhalla Center, by the way. So there you go. <laughs> You know, actually, uh, you know, interesting thing. A buddy of mine, um, he was just posting on Facebook today. He uh, He's in Vulcan this weekend. He's got pictures from Vulcan, and yeah, the Enterprise is there, man. I have got to, yeah, you know, one of these days I will get a picture of myself at the uh, at the sign for Romulus, New York. So don't yeah, even, don't dude, start with me. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, okay, uh, Sean is in the chat, and I'm making a promise right now. The next time she comes up to visit. When all this craziness is over, we're going to Vulcan. We're going to get pictures. Um. Okay, for anybody that wants to have a little bit of fun, by the way, I, I know I'm kind of sidetracking all this just a little bit, but if you go looking up Valhalla... Um, the, uh, Where is it? Uh, if, if you go um, northwest from Grand Prairie, uh, that is... Uh, that's still Alberta, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, Valhalla Center. I'm looking at it. You're you talking about it as, as it's being like out in the sticks. I'm looking at the map. The main street through it, east-west, is 100 Avenue. There are a grand total of one, two, three, four, five... Yeah, yeah there's, the, there's like five the, or six streets, <laughs> and yeah. it's just um, Range Road 100, which intersects. Yep. One Avenue North, 99th Street, um, First Street. I got another <laughs> one that doesn't even have a name to it. I think it's just somebody's driveway. 
but it's yeah. like a half a mile long. Second Street East, it's like there's, there's nothing. There's nothing. Here. Yeah, but but okay, if you zoom out, you'll understand why. Yeah, but still, it's no, no, like no, no. there's like nothing no, no, no. there. No, no, no. The, the reason for that, it, it, this is a lot like some towns in Saskatchewan that I go through uh, when I was traveling back and forth to my hometown. It's these these cities like Valhalla or, um, you know, where, where I was going through, there's places like Zealandia and other places like that. I'm sorry, they're just city. Yeah, Zealandia. I am not kidding. No, no, no. Uh, calling Valhalla Center city. It's just whatever. I, all right, whatever. But, but what it is, it is little more than a nexus point for all the farms that are around. That's true. And when I said when I said zoom out, what you see is you see it's farmland because it's it's got the checkers, the, the checkerboard pattern. Yeah. Of of fields of different of different greens. So yeah, you're in the middle of farm country here, and Valhalla is really just or Valhalla Center is really just, you know, that's where the common market would be. That's where the you know the local bar is going to be where, you know, the the farmers will drive into to pick up stuff that they need. You know what? I am now guilty of the whole exceptionalism thing. Holy m- Okay. Why do you say that? Okay, let me, um... Let me, let me, let me kind of explain. When, uh, I was looking at just the, the map part. I was not looking at the actual, um, satellite view. So mm-hmm. when Dallin had said, you know, look at, look, you know, zoom out and look at the checkerboard. I, I wasn't looking at that. I was just looking at just the street view. I grew up outside of New York City. I grew up in the town of Babylon. Th- sorry, the township of Babylon on Long Island. If anybody wants to go looking it up, it's Suffolk County, about 45 miles east of New York City from, from Brooklyn, where I was born. I grew up out there where the highest point was like 50 feet above sea level. Give you an idea. I did not really know farmland until I really had the opportunity of being out here where I live now, out where, you know, where I got to see what farmland looked like and where my wife grew up. You know, I don't, I don't look at this and I don't look at a map of just streets and think there's, there's people. I look at it and I see there's fuck all as far as roads are concerned. I mean, how, how much of a metropolis can it really be? And Dallin just reminded me, dude, these, these are farms. And it's like dawning on me. These are communities. These are people who have been probably working these these squares, these grids, for who only knows how many years, for who only knows how many generations. And I've completely lost vision of how different things are all over the place. Shit. And I would like to think that I am one of those people that, I mean, people 
when we go to Toronto, you know, people say, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, Teddy Dribble and I are like honorary Canadians because, you know, we're, we're not assholes. Shit. <laughs> See, this is one of those moments where it's like, you know, I didn't realize what I had in me and never really gave it a second thought. And shit. Yeah, okay, but but you know I I I don't like going that route with people where they say, you know, oh, if if you just acknowledge your internal this or your internal like no. You are who you are. If you trip up and you catch yourself on it, you know what? You self-correct. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, but to to constantly tiptoe and ask yourself like okay if i do this am i in trouble if i do that am i in trouble you know what you're gonna end up doing there you're gonna give yourself a heart attack prematurely or you're gonna stretch yourself out to the point where you don't want to go out the door because you're too scared that breathing might offend somebody well i mean i'm I'm pretty sure bridget can tell us that right now breathing with with somebody is probably really dangerous my number, my number. <laughs> Sucking face these days, guys. Not a, casually yeah, is not a good idea. It. You know, it's just really too bad because, you know, I. When I could do that, I really enjoyed it. But anyways, <laughs> before we get into my 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 love life or, you know, current lack thereof in real time anyways, as long with the rest of us. Yeah. But, but, but my point is, is that. You, you are who you are, and you are going to stumble once in a while. Like, you know? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting on myself, and, and, you know, I'm not browbeating myself on this. It's a matter that, you know, I... It, uh, yet again, it's another one of these situations where I didn't realize how I was viewing stuff until I got that other perspective. I, I switched it over from map to satellite view and all of a sudden, holy shit, that this was right here and I, I'd completely forgotten about it. This is, this is, this is the whole purpose of the damn show. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, you know, sometimes I hate it. Sometimes you got to stick the screwdriver in the light socket before you realize that it's going to hurt you. Okay. Now it was <laughs> a fork. And it was my wife, and she was like, two, I don't want to hear shit about it. By the way, um, Swan Lake. Really? Right on the line with British Columbia and Alberta. Right along 43 and 2. Swan Lake. Yeah. Really? Shit. Uh-huh. All right. All right, that's fine. You know, whatever. Hey, anyway. This place, place back in my own province called Swan River. A couple of good restaurants in that in that town too. Good rodeo. Anyways, <laughs> okay, so yeah. the whole thing that this this the whole reason for this whole damn thing in the first place is that generally speaking, and it's a bad generalization, I know, but Dallin's right. Americans have a really bad reputation of being assholes, leaving home. Yep. And uh, now, uh, speaking of hashtags, I'm going to hashtag not all on this one because, because 
Well, I did say reputation, so. Yeah. As with many things, yeah. Sometimes, well, actually, the, the reason they call it a stereotype is because there is a basis for it. However, I've met people, I, I've met Americans who traveled. Matter of fact, I'm good friends with one who is a travel agent now. She, if you ever need to book a cruise, she'd be the one to talk to. Not that she there's goes, much in the line of cruises going on now. I know, I know. You know, she also works, she also has a city, she also has a city government job. So, you know, she, she's okay. Okay. You know, her husband okay. But, you know, they, they see their fellow Americans acting like Karen's and Kyle's fair and they, and they know how not to act. And, you know, we're as guilty of it too. Like up in Canada, we're as guilty of it as well. You know, like, yeah, we're, we're seen as meek and mild. And I actually saw something on Twitter today that made me want to, Oh God, I want to reach through and bitch slap that person. Hmm. Um, well, no, because we, we've got a, uh, apparently we have a reputation of being meek, mild, milk toast, lefty, SJW type people, uh, and we're just, we're America's doormat. Yeah. And, like, and, and all I can think of there is, you know what, come to Alberta with that attitude, and we'll send you home in pieces. Because there are, and that's what I'm saying, we have our own special bread of assholes. You know? There's that. But we have, we have them all over the place, and most of them are in Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Let's put it one way that if if you're in U.S. culture with a Canadian attitude, um, you're just a potential victim, or as we say here in France, a pigeon. A pigeon? A pigeon, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, you're just like uh, you're in- waiting to be robbed. Or yeah, I'm just thinking to myself that most pigeons I've met are real assholes. <laughs> That, that one loses something uh, in in the uh, in the translation. Yeah, but yeah. I, I would imagine that it would probably be the uh, uh, the closest analog I would I would think to hear would be that somebody was an easy mark. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just yeah, and take it to the cleaner. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, okay. You know what? We, we do have that sort of. I'll admit, we we are trusted. We try to look. Yeah, we trust each other. Yeah, we, we try to do, you know, benefit of the doubt. We try to do best foot forward. And personally, I don't that's, see anything wrong with that. No, but that's that's the thing in U.S. culture. It seems to be uh, more um, everything for me, everyone for the Yes, it, it's the it's the culture of self-entitlement. Yeah, but when Americans go north to Canada where the uh, trust each other thing is the majority, yeah, well, they're going to get their asses. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it is true. There is, there is a marked difference, and I, I've talked about it on many times. When we go across the border, there is a marked difference in how people behave. Uh, I mean, just getting across the border over to, uh, okay, granted, St. Cats from uh, from Wilson, New York, is what ten minutes maybe, but the difference is absolutely amazing you get over the border the difference some people will remember 
Bridget, I know full well that you would. The the old seventies PSA of the Crying Indian. At least mm-hmm. that's that's what it was billed as at the time. Um, the yeah. guy who uh, who was actually Italian, it turned out, found out years later. Oh yeah, wasn't that there was a movie made about him too with uh, Pierce Brosnan, wasn't it? He he was a guy he like spoke out of, on environmental issues and stuff. And it turns out he was in fact a con man. It's entirely possible. I, I don't recall off the top of my head. However, however, um, uh, somebody put the thing in the in the in the notes for me to to find that for for later because it, there was a it was a very powerful PSA about don't litter, just don't throw your garbage out the 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 window of your car as you're driving out places, and the difference in the litter between the U.S. side and the Canadian side right away is absolutely it's night and day. <laughs> is there still litter on the side of the road on a highway? Yeah, it happens, but it's far between to find anything. Yeah, You know, I, I don't know if they're still there anymore, but on some of the major highways in the province of Manitoba, they used to have a uh, a stopover place, and they would call it an orbit. Nothing and they, and, and they used to have, they would have signs, you know, orbit t- two kilometers away or something like that. Or actually, no, it was orbit 10 seconds. And if you know, if you were going down, if you're doing a hundred clicks an hour down the road within 10 seconds of that sign, you would see there was a little turnout or turn off. And a big spherical garbage can. So if you're traveling on the road, there's actually a place where you can pull off, take your garbage, toss it in there, get back in your car, and get on your way. I don't know if they're still there, because it's been a long time since I've been on the, on those particular roads, but this was something that we had. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I've never I've never heard of something like this. The closest would be, you know, every twenty five, if you're lucky, miles, at a rest stop on a, on a highway, and usually, you know, bathroom, coffee machine, folks. If you if you stop at one of these places for a coffee machine, and it's got the, it's it's got the the printing on the little paper cup with the, um playing cards on it and you want to find out if you got a, a royal straight please wait until after you've drunk your coffee before you check <laughs> that stuff's hot yeah here it is uh, <laughs> you're gonna love this okay this is from a, a, a blog um, in a blog article from like 2011 but check this out it was called put your trash into orbit In 1965, the Manitoba Highways Department introduced, quote, Apollo Age roadside receptacles called Orbit as part of its battle against roadside litter. They were launched without publicity, opting instead for the orbs to catch on by themselves. Uh, They were 1.3 meter diameter fiberglass orbs, and they were designed uh, in-house by provincial traffic sign technician Peter Boychuk, I think I grew up with a couple of boy chucks. 
um, and were manufactured in Winnipeg at a cost of $150 each. Leading up to each station were also a series of blue countdown signs reminding motorists to put your trash into orbit in five minutes, four minutes, three minutes, etc. Let's see. So was it a matter that you had to, like, pull over to do it, or was it a, here's a countdown, and you could literally just chuck it out the window and pretty much hit the the spot? Uh, Not not quite. No, you actually did have to, you had to pull over and do it. But, you know, that would be, that would be really cool if there was something like that. Yeah. Um, Over the years in property is vandalism and theft took their toll. Uh, By the mid 1990s, the orbs cost about $900 to replace, and there were less than 50 of them left on Manitoba's highways. Oh, fuck. In June 1997, Highways Department announced the discontinuation of the Orbit Trash Program, a highway spokesman, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Um, Just thinking, though. Uh, yeah, so that, that was about it. But you know what? 1965 to 1997. That's a good run. That's, that's, that's not a bad run at all no. for, you know, for, for something like that. Um, but just when you were talking about, you know, attitude changes between the two countries. And again, past eight, you know, actually for the past 10 plus years, because, you know, I really started traveling to the States in 2010 when I first came to Pittsburgh to meet all, you know, to meet you and the guys, mm-hmm. you know, I did see a lot of, I I did see some people at their best and I did see some people at their worst. And, you know, I met a lot of people who had a lot of I, I will still never forget the conversation I had with a mechanic. It was kind of one-sided, but, you know, he was yelling and screaming about socialized medicine. You know, back when that was a buzzword, when uh, obviously nobody knows what it means. And he went, he was on a rant for about it for about 10 minutes. And then he stopped and he looked at me and he says, what is socialized medicine? Now I was, I was sitting next to, uh, okay. He was my project manager on my team and okay. He was from Pakistan, an immigrant from Pakistan. Okay. Uh, yeah. You want to talk about, uh, cross border BS? Holy crap. He, he, he had a few stories. Can imagine what one border agent said said uh well we we think you're coming across you know to to go work in farmlands to get paid the guy looks at me says ma'am i work for a technology company and i make twice as much as you an annual salary you think i'm going down there to pick potatoes they hmm. let him through she got stuffed verbally nice yeah that's that's that you know I don't like to have schadenfreude, but every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. And and especially when he didn't have to, you know, pull out a badge to get through because of the color of his skin. But that's another story entirely. Yeah. Anyway. He's looking at me and I'm looking at him and I'm like, did he just ask me that question? And he looks at me and goes, yeah, he did. And I had this look on my face like 
he just ranted about this for 10 minutes and he doesn't know what the hell it is. He looks at me. Yep. I'm like, fuck. So I went into an explanation of how the healthcare system up here works about the baseline, which is the equivalent of your Medicaid slash Medicare, except we get it regardless of our age. See, what, what is it? Uh, Bridget, you can help me out on this one. Medicaid is for seniors? No, Medicaid is for people who are under the poverty line. Okay, and Medicare, and Medicare is for seniors. Is, yeah, 65 oh, and older. Okay, yeah. I, <laughs> you know, I, I worked in that. I worked with those terms, but sometimes I still confuse them. Um, but the thing is up here, like I have, I have provincial health, Alberta health card. Um, up until oil started being worth a lot of money, uh, we had to pay for that, whether we liked it or not. I guess you could call it sort of a provincial version of, you know, what was supposed to be Obamacare. Um, but it helped. You could go to a clinic for an appointment with your GP and not have to worry if you had money to do it. Because the province took care of it, you know, and that was back then, you know, the last time I actually saw a bill for it, that was 45 bucks a visit. Doesn't sound like much, but if you're, you know, but now like in, in my situation, so I go see my GP, I have a, an internal medicine specialist I have to deal with. I have a hepatologist I have to deal with, and I have another, an endocrinologist that I'm dealing with now. You know, they cut you open and suddenly you got to talk to a shit ton of people, you know? Yep. Well, there's but a lot of people in, that want to know a whole bunch about you. You know, like, yeah, we, we want to see what makes you tick. Dude, you cut me open. Why didn't you look then, for Christ's sake? Anyways. But I'm, I'm dealing with four doctors at any one time. And the only thing I have to worry about for, for two of them is paying for my parking. That's it. Everything else. Do you have an Alberta health card? Bang. There it is. Then I go for my, you know, if I have to get prescription meds. Okay. You got a blue cross. Okay. Now that's a separate tier. That's something I pay for voluntarily. That's the, the insurance thing, I guess, uh, to, to play the other thing. But anyways, so I, I went and I talked to this guy like, and I showed him my, my Alberta health card. I said, okay, this I have to pay for regardless, but it gets me this base level treatment or base level privilege, if you will, that everybody in the province gets. Yes, we all pay into it. No, we don't all use it, but it's good to have. And as soon as, and as soon as I said that everybody pays for it, but not everybody necessarily uses it because not everybody goes to the doctor all the time. He says, yeah, I don't like it. I'm like, okay, well, you know, at, at least now you're informed as to what it is before you can say you don't like it. You're still a tool, but at least you're an informed tool now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, that that's kind of where it all came from. And, and it's like, you know, see me, I don't, okay, I, I live comfortably. I will say it. You know, I got a fairly nice place that I've, I worked hard to get. And I need to work hard, much harder to keep it <laughs> with the, you know, circumstances being what they are. 
but you know, I'm I'm doing okay. Even though I still pay I, I pay fairly high taxes, you know. But those taxes go to help take care of other people that aren't having it so well. I mean shit. I'm on EI right now. That's taxpayer funded. As well as deducted from, you know, your salaries, you know, every time you get your paycheck, there's a little bit taken off for your, for your EI. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm, I'm getting by on that until I can get back to work. And I'm grateful for that, that other people have helped. And to show my appreciation is I'm going to get my ass back into the workforce so that I can contribute so that the next guy who falls on hard times can dip in and survive until they can get back on their feet. Yeah. So but, but what I see and what I'm seeing from a lot of people up here too, is like, we are getting a bit of a, um, we're getting that shift from, uh, altruism to W I I F M what's in it for me. We're starting, like, especially out here in Alberta, we're starting to see that. And a lot of that is because up until the big oil crashes, you know, we, we were the, we were the wallet of the country, you know, um, and Ontario hated us for it. (laughs) And no, but the thing is they hated us, but because we have, so have to make our federal transfer payments to help the provinces that aren't doing so well. They love us. They hate us. They love our money, but they hate the fact that we have the money. And that we would dare to think that we deserve equal representation in the federal government's dealings. Well, you, you know, the, you know, the whole rap thing, you know, East side or uh, what is it? East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to talk uh, hatred? Toronto, or sorry, Ottawa, Calgary? Oh, boy. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is B.I.G. and Snoop Dogg all over again. Let me tell you. It's, <clears throat> it's like the Yankees fans and the Mets fans. It's, it's a whole... Yeah. You know, it's... Um, um, it's it, it is bad. And, you know, the all the talk of, you know, like we, we've talked about pipelines and stuff like that. What a lot of people don't, don't realize is that, okay, yeah, maybe they could plan them a little bit better to not go through certain areas. I'm not entirely sure why they, they don't do that, but the amount that would go into the country as a whole, as a result of this would, would make, it would give it would, it would give us the ability to do even larger transfer payments. Like we're not just looking to benefit one province. We're looking at benefiting the country as a whole, you know? What I was going to say really quickly uh, is that, Hmm. um, you know, it, it's been, it's been a while since Dallin had said it, but as close as I can quote you, if I pay an extra hundred dollars in taxes a month, but I know that a seven-year-old kid is going to get a heart transplant. I'm paying the hundred dollars a month, even though I would never know it. Yeah. Or 
if if I work for 20 years paying that extra $100 worth of taxes a month, and then all of a sudden I hit a five-month skid where I'm not working because of, you know, uh, a pandemic that was really poorly mismanaged on a global freaking scale, and, you know, I'm suddenly able to survive, not necessarily, and I'm, I'm not talking living good. I'm talking, you know, I can still get food on the table. I still have heat, although it's been ungodly hot here. Um, you know, I, I can still get the necessities and not not have to sell everything just to keep a roof over my head. You know, that extra hundred bucks a month, I don't mind it so much. You know, it's, yeah, okay, maybe it means I can't go get the new iPhone, although I'm an Android user. Or I, I can't I can't go get, you know, the the latest video game or the latest luxury item, whatever that might be. You know? I don't I don't mind that. Yeah, it, it can be frustrating, you know, because everybody else is getting this or getting that, and maybe I want it too, but no, I can't really afford it right now because I got other things to deal with. Yeah. You know, it's, it's priorities. And it, I would just, um, I would sooner make sure that that kid can get the transplant or that person can have the opportunity to improve themselves or get back on their feet rather than, you know, losing everything and having to, you know, maybe they have to sell a house that they've lived in for 25 years because they, they've got nothing, you know, or maybe they have to give up um, something, you know, um, nobody likes to be in that position. Uh, and you know, to, to borrow, to borrow a line from a video game and we all lift together. It's from Warframe. It's a song, but we all lift, we all lift together. That's what makes a nation, you know, that that's what, that's what makes you proud to wear the symbol of your nation. And yeah, I can see you guys all rolling your eyes on that one, you know, given circumstances. But the fact is, you know, I can wear maple leaf with pride because we're all in this together, yeah. you know, and that attitude is something I think it is sorely missing with some people south of the border, including this Kentucky fried fuckhead that decided <laughs> to, uh, to go up Silver Mountain. And I, I, I rambled again too long. I'm sorry, guys. I know I talked too all much right. on the show. It's all right. There, there, there are things that we can kind of pull together from it all. And after all, we've we've talked about, you know, it's like doing math on this show, man. Tangents all over the place. Hmm. But um, we are we are getting. Uh, we are getting uh, uh, pretty close to uh, to having a wrap. And the funny part of it is, I wasn't quite sure because remember I talked about earlier that I've got a I've got a T-shirt draped over the the side of the monitor over here. Yeah, it was covering up the clock, so I wasn't quite sure what the hell time it was. And I finally looked over and pushed it aside. I'm like, 
Oh, shit, look at that. We, we, we really do have to start getting th this role wrapped together. Anyway. Well, the only thing that I've got to say is when I uh, went up and, and visited Toronto, uh, I was the weird cousin from Alberta. I was not the American. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Honestly, I would uh, I would take the I would take the W on that one. Be, be, no, because if if you can be considered somebody from Alberta, not to toot any horns here, but that is a step up. Oh, I know, I know, but that was the cover story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she yeah, she came it, from a she came from a town you you wouldn't know it it was from you know just Alberta. Actually, and given most people in Toronto, you could say I'm up I'm from butt crack Alberta, and they'd believe it. <laughs> Considering the names of some of the places up there, don't you know? Exactly, and it's it's Toronto. They they are a bubble. They Toronto is an instance unto itself. Um. I hate to tell you this, but I just arbitrarily zoomed in on, on a section of, of Alberta. Um, I accidentally zoomed in on a place called Little Buffalo. So there you go. Yeah. You, you, I'll have to keep in mind for my next trip up, assuming they ever open the borders again. Well, I'll tell you what. You, you keep these assholes from taking advantage of this loophole, we might consider it. Right now, eighty. Right now, eighty-one percent of Canadians are saying shut it down completely. I don't blame them. I don't either. Me neither. And like I said before, you know, you're going to be a repeat offender, and you got to say, "We well, you know I'm an American. I can do what I want." You know what? Um, a twelve gauge shell full of birdshot might change your mind. Or you could have just, you know, dropped him off in the Yukon somewhere, because, I mean, that's where it came in, so, you know, whatever. Well, we have to do our part to spread the COVID everywhere. Yeah, okay, look, I don't like evangelicals, and I don't like avant-virals either, okay, for crying out loud? And by the way, um, my my sister used to live up Yukon Way. I've seen some pictures and videos of that place. It's beautiful. Yeah, but I'm pretty it sure it's absolutely gorgeous up there. And cold. I've, not all the time. No, no, not all the time. You know, you know, and and be, before you give me the whole Yellowknife thing again, look at your maps. You've you um, forget you Yukon is is kind of getting into West Coast. Yeah, I know where they get where they get some of that really nice Pacific moisture air type stuff. Oh, I know, I know, you know. No, my 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 dad shot some videos when he went up there to to see uh, family. And yeah, I was in the middle of July, but like just uh, there's something about that kind of wilderness that is just you just look at like honestly, um, our friend Felis, sometimes I'm a little jealous of her locale because I've seen some of the land I've I've seen that type of land up there, and it's beautiful, guys. Like I'd love to go up and visit. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> unlike y'all, I can still go to Banff afterwards. So, yeah. <laughs> Fine. Rub it in our faces. You're damn right I will. Thank you very much. <laughs> Worst part of it is he can go to Banff and he can go home and then he can pick up 
uh, Harvey's for dinner. So, you know, screw you, man. Just screw you. I can, I can pick up Harvey's at a Home Depot. Yeah, screw you, man. Right next to it. You know, yeah. It's so, <laughs> so Bridget, really, that's 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 all that you've got on this one? Or any, anything yeah. beyond? Okay. Joseph, I know it's been um, not been a lot that uh, that you've gone ahead to, to say anything, but uh, anything that you want to close us out with? Mm. Nothing really to add to all that. Um, yeah, all I can provide is a point of view from over here. Um, that's been mostly talking about... Uh, the North American side of things, but, uh, well, all I can say is just, uh, hang in there. Things seem to be getting better in the United States. COVID wise. Yeah. I, I think there was a, a day not too long ago where New York city finally recorded zero deaths one day. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And actually from, from what I have been hearing is that the cases have been, those that have been identified are actually turning out to be much more asymptomatic now. Yeah, um, the thing to pay attention to are the um, the daily cases, mm-hmm. the new cases. Yeah. And as far as I can see, looking at it right now, actually, um, there is a, a marked decline overall in the U.S. Yeah. But whereas here in um, in France, um, malheureusement, uh, things are getting just as bad as they were back in April. Yeah. Mm. Like for us right now in Alberta, uh, we have um, we've had a total of thirteen thousand cases, thirteen thousand four hundred seventy-six total cases. In uh, in Alberta, uh, currently active cases one thousand one hundred and eighty five, with twelve thousand fifty four recovered, and we have forty four in hospital, and seven in intensive care. Um, we've also had wow. 933,000 completed tests and 744,000 people tested. So I'm assuming some of them maybe got multiple tests. Well, it's, that would be entirely possible and, and yeah. understandable. Yeah, and, and just so you know, uh, Calgary's population is just a bit over a million. Um, we have like two ma- we have our two major urban centers, Calgary and Edmonton which would take up, I would think, the bulk of our population. The fact that we've gotten this far is not bad. No. And the fact that we have so few people in hospital and even less in intensive care. Now, yes, we've had 237 deaths in this province since this whole thing started. Um, I don't want to make light of any numbers, but that is a very small amount. And I'm, I'm grateful that it is such a small amount. Yes, it's tragic. Make no mistake. I'm just glad it's not worse. You know, but. Well, we've significantly slowed down the testing here. That's yeah, part I'm of the reason why our numbers look low, but 
Yeah. In parts and, of Texas, like 80% of the people who are being tested are testing positive. Oh, I, I, I have every intention of, of, of hitting on this one probably next week. Okay. After, yeah, we, after some of the stuff that's been going on. We've talked about, we, we were talking last night a bit about um, stuff. the lowering of the tests. And, and you know, it's, it's how to cook the books. Which yep. I've had to deal with in the past myself. But. Um, well, the CDC has even changed the recommendations here to where it, even if you're exposed to somebody who's positive, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need a test. Like, what? Uh, and, and in the meantime, here I was trying to get myself scheduled for blood work uh, at the lab. And the first thing they said was, hey, you want to come in for a COVID test? You can do that now. You know, it, it, it's like we're practically giving them away up here. <laughs> yeah, that's perfectly fine as far as I'm concerned. Uh huh. Um, you've had the lion's share of, of stuff to talk about. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're pretty well good to to close up at this point. Uh, yeah, just guys, don't be a dick, and if you are. Don't be surprised if you get kicked in it. Okay. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Let me uh, let me close this really easily. There's no reason. There really is no legitimate reason that I can think of for any individual or even group of individuals to drive. 2,000 fucking miles to get from one place to another because if you were if you were in uh, an emergency vehicle if you were taking somebody who needed a goddamn transplant and you needed to drive them maybe but come on 2,000 miles? No. You need something transported 2,000 miles? Put it on a rail. Put it on a boat. Fly it. People? Come on. Dallin said it right. Don't be a dick. It's really what it comes down to. There is literally... No reason for you to put a strip of 2,000 miles of people at risk. There's literally no reason whatsoever. And to have done it, people who go ahead and read the, uh, read the article, to have done it more than once? The hell is wrong with you? On my side of the border, stay the hell out. And from the other side of the border, keep us the hell out. I want to go to Toronto. I want to go to Harvey's. I want to see my family of choice. I don't need to endanger people. None of my countrymen should be endangering another people. Keep us the hell out.
Keep yourselves safe. Don't ruin the numbers. Don't allow the people on your side of the border to have their lives ruined for vanity. Just, just don't. We need to get our asses on out of here. And Lord knows, um, I've got bile in my face because, well, um, thinking about all this stuff has just made me really pissed off. So is what it is. As always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. Hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to think about now for a couple of days. Hopefully it'll be a lot easier to deal with than some of the other stuff going on. Joseph, thank you very much for your time. You have yourself a good morning and um, welcome back to uh, to you know civilization. We we missed you, you know, when you came back from being out in the uh, bat you were out at the castle and then uh, kind of missed you for a little bit, I think, right? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I had a, a rather um, busy week uh, taking care of administrative stuff um, and uh, well, a medical visit as well, uh, which was done on Friday. So from here on in, yeah, things should be much, much calmer. <laughs> But yeah, sorry for my absence. No. I, I did plan to uh, try to hook up from the castle. Um, but unfortunately, we had some 4G problems. So I wasn't able to do it. No worries. But, uh, I'll be back next week. Okay. Y you know, as always, man, so long as, as long as you're well, that's all I care about. Yeah, well, you too. All right. Take care of yourself. Yeah, you too, sir. So, uh, Bridget, um... I'm, I've got bile up in my face because of all the stuff I was talking about. I'm sure that you've got plenty of bile in your face because of everything you've been watching recently. So try not to spew all over your keyboard as you say goodnight and everything. Uh, well, good night, everybody. And still fuck Mike Pence and 45 and the GOP and fuck all of it. In fact, 2020, this has just been horrible. Yeah, pretty much. You want anybody to be in touch with you? We uh, just want them to sure. just tell them to piss off this week. Yeah, just piss off. <laughs> <laughs> All of my stuff is, is on the show notes and, and on the website, so just piss off. <laughs> That's... That's nice for a change. That's 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 good. So, uh, Dalwin, um, about my crappy audio this week. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll do what I can. It it actually doesn't sound too bad. I mean, I trust me. I've I've, I've heard worse. Mm. Um, I'll I'll see what it I'll see what it sounds like, and I'll do what I can with it. Um, and what am I talking about? I'm talking about the fact that I do take care of the uh, audio version of this show over at uh, holycrapthevlogcast.com. I'm a little bit behind in my defense. I've been busy uh, and also trying to not boil in my hot box of a house here. Um, and because the temperature has finally gotten back to a uh, comfortable level and the ceiling fans are actually working... I will be back behind the microphone uh, this week. 
uh, getting back to my own podcast, The Kick and the Cast, which is where I'm actually trying to get out the new audio version of a book I wrote a while ago. And to keep with writing, so. And that's over at podchaser.com slash kickinthecast. You know, one of these days we could just go ahead and put that into the notes for you, you know. Well, I think... Yeah, you know, if only we knew somebody who was in charge of, you know, doing the show notes. Uh, I can't imagine who that might be. Yeah, the guy who was asked before about it and was told, no, 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 it's okay. Everything's just going to be filtering through the whole damn thing anyway, so it doesn't matter right now. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. We'll see about that then. In the meantime, um, as was stated, yeah, everything is over at at the website. And... um, Unfortunately, the uh, the voicemail line. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. The voicemail line. If you want to leave it, eight five nine HCTV five five four, eight five nine four two eight eight five five four. I have, I have decided to uh, discontinue the Tuesday night show. I just don't have it in me to uh, to do, the the, basically an hour on my own, for various reasons. So, uh, for anybody that. Uh, feels bad that uh, they, they miss out on my musings, I'm sorry, but you, you get enough of that with me over here and really five minutes uh, of my own, you know, ramblings off the top of my head is, is, if it's not enough to give you what you need to know about me, you're just not paying enough attention. I'm going with that. That's, 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 that's the best I got. So it is what it is. Uh, over in the live chat, of course, Stephanie, Shona, guys, thank you. You please, please stay safe and uh, take good care of yourselves. And, uh, of course, we know for well for the folks who have been uh, affected by the severe weather down the southern half of, you know, the Americas. Um, best that you can, please stay safe as best you can. And, um, you know, just know that we're thinking about you and... and we know for well that you know thoughts and prayers don't mean jack shit, but there's not much we are attentive, and who knows if there is something that we can do to help. Maybe we'll see what we can do to help. But in the meantime, you all take care of yourselves, and we'll be seeing you again next week, right back here. As always, until that next time, on behalf of us all, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you will. And I wish me a new microphone mixer board because this is going to be really friggin' annoying. But for my lady, of course, as always, 15 years on, I am still in love. Ah. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of us. And until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.